0: Welcome to episode 57 of the Business Breakthrough Podcast. My guest today is Manny Hoffman. Many, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm very excited for today.
0: I'm excited too, guys. So Manny is the CEO of PTEx Group, an award-winning business solutions agency headquartered in Brooklyn, New York, my hometown where I hail from originally really long time ago. He is a lifelong entrepreneur, is passionate about collaborating with growing businesses to create winning strategies that allow them to lead and flourish. And he's also the founder of the LTB Let's Talk Business platform, which offers business education to entrepreneurs and business people looking to learn, grow, and lead. And he's a proud husband and father of seven. So I I think we're going to be getting into some work-life balance or, or family life balance or parent business owner balance strategies today what are the kind of strategies that you uh, you advise people to create that super elusive balance okay today
1: OK, so this is a touchy subject to me because I really feel people have this wrong. Um, the first thing is balance by nature is usually people think about it. It balances. That means, let's say, 100 percent, 50-50. Let me get 50 percent for my work, 50 percent of my life. And this is on, on, at the core. It's wrong. It doesn't work. I've not seen a single person that were able to balance almost like saying, OK, f- now I'm already 55 percent. So I have to turn back. Um, the way i look at work-life balance is that you need to give it 100 percent in the given time that whoever needs it so for instance if you're a small business owner um when you're building your company it's in the early stages give it all you got but ask your family for support bring them in the conversation your spouse sometimes your children saying i'm i'm doing this new venture i'm setting up my new shop I'm going to be a little bit absent, but we'll make it up. We'll go to a trip a little later, uh, you know, later in the year. And they become so excited for you and they cheer you up and they actually give you the support and vice versa. Sometimes your family needs you more and you have to tell your people that you work with, I need a little bit of a break. I might, I might slack on timing. I might need some days off and give it to your family because they need it. Could be, you know, hopefully it's for good occasions. So that's in general that people don't look at it as 50-50. It's never gonna work. You know, I remember the olden days where people had factories. It came five o'clock, they came home frustrated because they just had a, a cancellation of an order or whatever it is. And all they did is five o'clock I'm home because I left my job at five o'clock because five thirty is dinner. The kids didn't have a good time by having a parents that are totally not focused and it's totally not part of the fact, you know, that person rather stay another hour, get unwind. And come home at six, maybe some of the kids already ate dinner, but at least six o'clock you're there, you're giving them what they got. So that's in general my way of looking at it. And then to that, in practicality, is it really works. Meaning to say, I do a lot of speaking, I go to a lot of conferences, I I am absent a lot of nights with my family, but I have certain non-negotiable things that I do with my family. Um, a great book on it, uh, just in general, is, is called The Five Languages of Love, which is in, in life. I use it, so, which means I identified my kids, what is their lo- love languages. So you have one of the kids that they love quality time with you. Those are the kids. I'll come home. I say, you know what? I need to go for a walk. You want to come with me for 15 minutes? That person, maybe on Monday night, they didn't see me. They went to sleep before I was home. But because Tuesday I gave them quality time, I'm in part of their life. They share with me what's going through in school. I wasn't absent in their life. So it's not about time, it's not about quantity, it's about quality. The other kid, it's about a gift. Okay, what do you want? Let, let me give you the gift and so on and so forth. So I have my rounds and then we have the family dinner which we call, which I try once a week, hook up a crook to come home early and we have, you know, now the kids are a little older so whoever could be home, no cell phones, no nothing and we just sit as a family dinner. And and my kids sometimes wait. When is Tuesday? You know, when is Tuesday? You know, stuff like that. Um, and when that happens, um, we also sometimes will play a game. I went on Amazon, bought it for seven ninety nine. Forty ideas how what to play at the dinner table. And I'll just play a game, not a, a a chess game or something. I'll just interact with them. You know, everybody should say something about you know something positive about another family member. Why? Because that brings the family together. So, again, going in the premise of quality versus quantity. If you have that in your attention, you're intentionally about that, you're going to build a stronger work-life balance regardless. of and, and when you're working, give it all you got. You know, um, the, only th- the one thing I have is my, my, my wife knows that, you know, if, if I see home on the caller ID, I'll pick it up. Even in a business meeting, just for respect. But they'll know, I say, I'm in a meeting. Is something important? No. They know they don't have to interrupt versus versus why? Because they know I'll call back and then I'll take care of it. But when you're with your family, give them those quality times and it's going to be way more effective than making sure you're home every single day, five o'clock.
0: So I hear that, but I kind of have this little voice and I kind of, I feel like I hear the listener saying for sure, the female listeners, you know, (laughs) when the kids are going, um, you know, when's Tuesday, when's Tuesday? There's like this guilt, Bubbling up, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, they're waiting so much for Tuesday. Why isn't every day Tuesday? Why can't I get home every day and clear my head? and who says it should only be once a week? Who makes those decisions? and I feel like so many people struggle with those boundaries of how much is enough, how little is too little, you know and we're striking that balance. I love the idea of hundred percent hundred percent, I totally hold of that, but finding finding that balance. who says it shouldn't be two days a week? Not for you. <laughs>
1: so here's the answer here's the answer um it's your obligation and your responsibility to pay attention to your situation so meaning to say for me yeah i was up 5 30 in the morning i learn with my son every single day okay check i know that that's where i have some time with him i know almost whenever every night i'm home i'll pick up one of my kids and go for a walk okay they know that and it's almost like When are you going with me? So on and so forth. There's the dinner. You know, we have a lot of holidays and stuff. So what I'm trying to say is pay attention. If you start hearing that from your kids too often, figure out how maybe it's not another Tuesday, but what else could I do to supplement that without, again, without ruining or, yeah, if it's if it's only work 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 work, you're gonna come a time and you say I regret it because I lost so much for my youth, I lost so much of my kids, and now they I lost touch so to speak. But if you pay attention to those work-life balance, you find those moments where you're giving them 100%, and if you g- need to give more, those are the times that you need to give more. But right. so every person will have to figure that out according to their situation. Um, you, know, um, their, you know, their work-life balance, their family size, and so on and so forth. So I'm not here to give a recipe for everybody what to do. All I could say is find those moments, the 100% moments, so to speak, and put them as a routine. And that's where your kids and your work feels that, you know what, they really, he really cares. She really cares. It's not like ne- neglecting the family because of work.
0: I love so that. I think you coined coin that phrase. That should be like you're registered, the 100% moments. I totally see <laughs> that as like a TM, you know?
1: Uh, it's actually, the, I think the 100% moments, I think is the first time I'm just saying it. I don't know. just Great. Just, well,
0: we just officially coined it. It's yours now. I like it a lot. When I use it, I'll I'll reference you. Okay. <laughs> Put it in your books. Um, okay. I love that. So I love how, you know, it really Sounds like you kind of got it all under control, right? I got the family down. I know what to do there. I got the staff down, and I got the boundaries there, and I got the clients, and I got their businesses growing. But you and I both know, because we work with growing business owners, that there's always a struggle. So I want to know what yours is.
1: Absolutely, and if somebody will tell you they don't have a struggle, they're lying. Oh, for sure. Um, <laughs> the way the way the way I look at things is, and I've shared this in in in, in past uh, articles or podcasts as a guest. Um, not every stumbling block is a reason to quit. So when you have that mindset, um, you know that things will happen constantly. Yeah, You, as a small business owner, have their struggles. Apple computers, no matter how big, giant they are, they have their struggles. You know, we might not hear of it every single day, but in the boardrooms, in those conversations, they're hard conversations, tough decisions, every single day. So... What I'm trying to say is that I have the mindset and I've developed it over years um, is that if I go out of my office, close the door at the end of the day and everything happened, everything was perfect, my mind is telling me maybe something happened, but I wasn't notified yet. (laughs) Okay? It was
0: was too easy. Hang on.
1: Yeah, and the reason why, why I'm sharing this mindset is because automatically it's something comes up not at the end of the world, we'll deal with it. It's a stumbling block. Let's figure it out. Let's assess the situation. This could be with an employee, could be an issue with a client, could be financial growth, it could be anything their business goes through. So, those struggles, everyday struggles, of course, but you deal with them every single day. You know, it doesn't have to be a reason to quit because that's what you signed up for. Hello, small business owner. You signed up for those things. It's not honeymoon glory all day every day never been as you grow in scale those 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 challenges become bigger challenges facing larger money issues facing larger personnel issues facing larger competition people entering your space guess what if this is what you want to build figure out how you're going to build it and make sure you have a mindset of coming go getting over those struggles now I also want to point out, and I hope you can appreciate that, is the good part is there are people that could help you. Go out and find those people to help you. You're not alone. You will live in a world that you're not alone. Once upon a time, a business owner had a struggle. They were alone. Now, people like you, people like us, and so many other people, or even your peer or your friend and whatever, wherever you find them, has probably gone through it. Nothing is unique. People say, oh, my business is unique. The business might be unique. The challenges usually are not unique. Those are challenges that everybody faces. So find out how people overcome that. And just, it's going to be hard work, but that's what you signed up for.
0: For sure. And that's how you deal a great with it. Line. Um, it's a Richard Branson line. I love most of his lines. That's the truth. Um, cool. He said, pay good money for good advice.
1: Yeah. So, and the reason is, and I'm a strong believer, and uh, I spend a lot of money in consultants, uh, consultant services and going to conferences and stuff like that. <laughs> I just want to learn something, a new marketing um, gig. I could have spent three, four days in figuring it out myself, I know for sure. I said I want to spend five hours with somebody that's an expert because it's going to take me, first of all, it's going to take me way quicker. But a lot of the mistakes I would have done in the process, now I, I know the answers from the get-go. But this is just, in general, the reason I'm sharing this is because because there's so much information. Once upon a time, people were afraid to share. There's so much good stuff. I'm not saying go, go on YouTube and just find a video that will help you because you don't know what's behind it. And you don't know. You want strategic help. And, and go to someone, a business friend, mentor, Uh, a consultant, or somebody that just, you could just pick up the phone and schedule an hour and say, I have those challenges. And sometimes it could be something so simple, but you just didn't see it in your business because you're looking at from within the box versus out of the box.
0: For sure. So you just told us how to deal with struggles and you acknowledge that you have some, but you did not tell me what one of them is. I noticed.
1: Absolutely. I'm not shy. I'm saying, uh, we always say managing the growth is always the hardest part.
0: Okay. So um, what does that mean?
1: So managing the growth means that you, me as, you know, as the CEO of a company, I'm always looking of next. For instance, I'm now a stage uh, where I mentioned before, it's, we're 18 years in, but I need to figure out how does the next 18 years look? Um, which means that it puts almost like black, you know, back the blank canvas to see. I could technically take whatever we have, the whole puzzle, and continue to build upon it, or I could just dismantle it and build it differently, vertically, horizontal, um, um, add this service, to kill this service, uh, make it make packages. There's so many opportunities. So, by us, um, I would say the biggest struggle is those, 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 those opportunities that come knocking on our door every single day and different things and figuring out how do we stay focused okay so that's probably i would say if you ask me for that one thing which is a great book that i recommend to my to everybody is the one thing is to to put that in practical terms to make sure that we're very focused on what we need to focus and we don't let opportunity come our way and dismantle what we're trying to build because we get we get pulled on a lot of different sides.
0: Totally. So and I, I know that a lot. Like the bigger people are. Um, like I interviewed John Lee Dumas on the show, one of the oh, nice. biggest entrepreneurs. <laughs> and his struggle was exactly that. He said basically he doesn't know anyone at his level that doesn't deal with it. Just, you know, all the opportunities that come your way that you would have killed for a couple of years previously. Yeah. Um, and,
1: and, and I got and to I got to tell you that my hardest thing that I had to implement and it's it's becoming harder by the day, especially if you're out there and speaking and people know about you is the saying no. And I really like when like I get emails every single day, could we schedule a call and I'll go the extra mile and respond. Could you tell me what's all about? And the reason is sometimes it's somebody from my team that could help you and others if it's this and isn't this and that it's not fitting within wh- or what I'm focusing on. I would say, you know, you could you could check back in a few months or I could give you somebody else to work with, but it's not something that I'm able to undertake. And that's not only in my business, it's my personal life and it's in, 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 in community services. You know, um, on my wall over here is my personal mission, which is I believe every person should be given the opportunity to succeed in life. And this is something I live by, which helping people in general, you know, um, it could be, Um, You know, the young teenager trying to figure out, like uh, I had a few weeks ago, somebody saying, I want to do something with my life. I need somebody to listen to me for half an hour to see if I can help me figure it out. But I love doing it. I could do this this all day, every day. However, when you have the responsibility of a CEO building a company and other people are banking on you to have that vision and cast that vision and build that vision, you have to limit um, those things. And saying no is one of the hardest things I could say. Um, I struggle on a daily basis.
0: For sure, I actually said no to my first speaking engagement. Um, that that I said yes to. It's not the first thing I ever said no to speaking wise, but it's the first one that like I first said yes and then said no. <laughs> if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and it takes it takes a lot of courage because yeah. maybe I said I should yes. Do it. I'm like, this
0: sounds okay. Exactly. I'm like, this sounds okay. And you know, I almost never refuse speaking because a, it's my favorite thing. It's how I built my whole business. Um, but I realized that the people pulling it together, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't befitting to my brand where it's at now. And, uh, and to get it there, I was going to have to take it on and I was not holding. Mm. And I just, I, I said, sorry, (laughs) it was so hard. I'm like, did I really just do that? Did I really just take an opportunity that, and you should just know three years ago, I would have killed for something like that for someone to reach out to me and be like, Hey, we're going to bring you in. We want you to be at this thing. They were bringing me in. And I just looked at all the branding and the marketing of it. And I'm like, I don't want my face on that. I don't, huh. I don't want my face on that. Like, that's not the kind of thing my face goes on. You yeah. know, when, and you hit that level where you realize that and you're like, you know, there's always that moment where you're like, am I just pulling myself? And you're like, no, no, I'm really not. Like, that's really just not where we are anymore.
1: Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so definitely, um, um. So how do you filter? How do you choose? So uh, it, you start off with uh, you know, your strategic goals for the year and for the quarter uh, that you build out for your company. And then you build out those things based on what matches up with, with those strategic goals. For instance, um, you spoke about speaking engagements. I also have to say no to some speaking engagements and some I will kill myself to be there. Why? Because it's very, it's very well positioned with the you know where we want to be. And which market we're going after, and so on and so forth. So those are the things um, that that's how you actually filter those out. Um, I also try to do a little bit of gatekeeping. So let's say people want your time, make it a little bit a little complicated for them to reach out to you. And and I'm saying it not in a in in in, in a negative way or something. They're trying to um, uh, you know um, you know to be uh, um, you know sneaky with that it's just amazing. I'll give you an example. So I'll send out a calendar invite. Um, here is, you could go schedule a, a call with me. But I only see you available next week. Okay. I, I wanted to speak to you today. Is it important for today? No. Okay. So then let's wait for next week. Why should I just let you interrupt my day if I already have it scheduled? Or yeah, respond to me first in email. What's all about? You know, I know it's going to take you 15 minutes, and you might not be perfectly able to explain it. But yeah, but let me let's get the conversation started. So that's another effort. So give give them a little bit of let them do a little bit of input before you actually. Here is my calendar. Just go ahead and do it. You know, you know, there's an old saying that I always say that if you speak to a, like long term, um, see like uh, like. CEOs from larger companies, they would say, you know, tell me your life story. Well, I started at a mailroom. I, I basically started sorting the mail, and then I became the clerk, and the clerk became the customer service, service managers, and now I'm the CEO. What do, what do you do now? You click in your inbox and keep on refreshing. Let's see. Back to the mail. You're back <laughs> to the mail. You, you worked yourself up only to be busy with your inbox.
0: That's right, That's- because CEO is chief email officer.
1: <laughs> so so, which means is that if just because somebody interrupted you or just sent, decided to send you an email now, doesn't mean you have to you have to run to check it and then respond to it, let alone social media. Now, if you're doing customer service, yes, you better be on top of your game and respond. But if you're the CEO, hopefully you have people running customer service. You have to be able to have discipline and saying, you know what, I need to focus on stuff. And that's where I use my calendar properly. And that's where I block out time. and uh, Because otherwise it's just, it's free for all. And you basically have people uh, invite people into you.
0: For sure. I love that. I actually, um, uh, when we launched our marketing magic course in January, so I just, my emails got totally out of hands. I think the course <laughs> launch like tipped me at least over the edge. And I was like, I can't, I cannot deal with email anymore. I almost brought in a VA to just be me in my email. And then I was like, you know what? No, I put an autoresponder on and it just says, you know, for these and these issues, email these and these different people. There's a whole bunch of people on the team. Stop sending me everything. Yeah. I'm not even always the right address. I'm not managing everything. Um, yeah. Like if you have a question about your billing, it actually doesn't go to me. I'm not going to deal with it. You know, yeah. a lot of these technical things. And so someone said to me recently, one um, one of my um, contractors, it's like, Esti, I think your autoresponder's is a little overzealous.
1: <laughs>
0: he said, Well, I get it. Even when I CC you on things. Um, I was like, that's so interesting. I am i don't know how to disable that. I mean, my goal was kind of to let everybody know, don't email me stuff unless you need me to answer it, meaning I don't need a BCC. And he's like, ah, mm-hmm. then it's doing exactly its job. You're good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, you know, uh, when people want to just, they they, they want to do the job and they're sending an email to 10 people, you know, I would actually respond sometimes, please remove me from this chain of emails. Um, and I politely, even people on my team. Just do an
0: autoresponder. You'll annoy everybody. <laughs> that's as that's you. that's <laughs> you. Yeah.
1: So again, again, there is like I, I liked like like my audience, you mentioned before the Let's Talk business. Uh, we send out our emails and the business tips on an ongoing basis. People always ask me, do you get those emails? Absolutely I get those emails and I respond to every single one of them. However, it's not coming into my inbox. It's coming into a different folder that I have my periodic times, I go in there, I look at what you wrote and respond to it. No, I'm not outsourcing it. If you're sending an email to Manny Hoffman, I'm not outsourcing to any people, although I have assistants and I have VAs and stuff like that. But the point is, you have, it's so much on you to decide what is a priority to you. It's so much on you to decide what you want to focus on and to manage that to manage your time properly. And if you do a lot of those things, you'll, you'll start seeing, wait a minute, I was able to focus today. Wow, I accomplished something. It's on my to-do list for the longest time and now I got to do it. Why? Because you actually blocked out two hours to do it.
0: Right, I love that. I think that's a great note for us to wrap up on, right? If you own your time, no one else can take it from you and you can build whatever you want. I love it. So where can people find you, you know, cause and they don't want to work with me. They should go straight to you.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, they could find me a couple of ways. Obviously, our company um, our website is ptexgroup.com, p-t-e-x-g-r-o-u-p.com. They could find more about the company, what we do as a company. But more about me is manyhoffman.com. That's many with the an E, M-E-N-Y-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. And I'm very active on social media, primarily those days on LinkedIn. So they could see my tips and stuff and also join my mailing list to get my Let's Talk Business monthly roundups that we send out on a,
0: on, a, on a bi-weekly basis. Okay, amazing. So guys, we're going to put all those links at sdrand.com slash 57 for the episode number. So you can get the Ptex group, Manny's website, and his LinkedIn um, short link at sdrand.com slash um, 57. And if you've heard any of the podcasts, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask you for a quote to leave our listeners with.
1: Okay, so before before I get to the quote, just yes. uh, I'll I'll do something. I love engaging with people on podcasts that I am part of. Okay. If anybody will reach out to me, I'll send them my free guide on delegation. Oh, okay, if they cool. Reach out, hey, I listen to the podcast. Whatever, some feedback on it. Ask for the, the delegation guide, and I'll send it to them. Um, quote of the day is version one is better than version none. Um, and what i mean by that is i think it needs an explanation is sometimes we overthink moves in our company and therefore we don't do it because it needs to be perfect it doesn't have to be perfect obviously i know the statement people always ask me when i say this um, isn't the first impression everything i'm not saying that you need to do something that you're going to be dismantled or or hate doing i'm saying that if you want to implement something about culture, you want to start doing something with your employees, you want to start doing a better, uh, um, a better uh, process with your customers, you know, create something that will give you the momentum to build upon it versus, again, I'm still not done, I'm still not done, I'm still not launched, I'm still not launched, I'm still not, this new product, I want to do the research. So always remember, um, perfection. Um, don't let perfection get in the way of progress.
0: I love um, that. I just posted a video on that done is better cool. than perfect. I just put today. I just cool. put that out. So we are you so in sync.
1: So this is complimenting. <laughs> Don't let perfection get in the way of progress or version one is better than version
0: none. I like version one is better than version none. It has a good <laughs> ring to it. Benny, this has been great. Guys, go to sdran.com slash 57 to get all those links and to get your free guide on delegation by telling Benny how much you loved hearing him on my show. And you know, you're subscribed already. And if you're not, um, hello, just hit subscribe. You should have done that while you were listening, obviously. But if you've been listening, you know that right now what I want are your reviews, please. And I'm loving watching them come in. I've been seeing them. I need you to tell me what you love. I need you to tell me what you love more. I know you're listening. Some of you reach out to me on social and I love that too. And right now I want your reviews on iTunes so that iTunes will know how much you love me. So leave me a review. Tell me what you love and what you love more. And we will catch you next week. Manny, thank you so much for joining me.
1: It was my pleasure
0: being here. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?